Welcome back. It is episode four of the Game Chat Podcast. Um, I'm here with Eli and Bryn, and just as always, Hello. it's a Saturday How's it going, afternoon. Um, first off, just wanted, to, just wanted to say a quick thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, this is something that I've wanted to do for a while, as I've, I've said before. Um, a podcast, this is like, I, I've just really enjoyed doing it, and I think just hearing um, so many people like reach out to us and say like, hey, I really enjoyed it. Um, and, and just anything positive that we've been hearing is, is really cool. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you to everyone that listens, everyone that reaches out, um, because seriously, we enjoy doing it. And um, the fact that you guys enjoy listening is, is what is going to keep this going. Um, if, if we're still having fun and people are still listening and people are still enjoying it, then we're going to keep doing it because we have a blast. So, um, it was a relatively slow week in sports, just like not a ton of huge headlines, but we still got a little bit of news and notes. Um, we're going to have some free agency predictions on today's show. Um, we got an interview, a really cool interview, I think with, uh, Theo Millis, um, my, my buddy at Boise state. He's a Boise state basketball manager, uh, from North Canton, Ohio. Um, so I think, yeah, I think that's going to be a really cool interview for, for people to listen to. We also have uh, a little bit of Bachelor talk at the end and then our must-watch event of the week and then kind of what we're going to do <coughs> next week. Um, so, news and notes. Austin Eckler signs a, what What was the full deal, Brandon? Four-year, $24.5 million deal. So six and $6 million a year for, for the Chargers to re-sign Austin Eckler. Um what what are your guys' there's, there's, thoughts? There's a lot of different things going into this because I mean, um, I mean they think they got their running back for the future, which probably means Melvin Gordon's going to walk. Yeah. Because I can't imagine them shoveling out thirty something million a year just for the running back position. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree. It'll be interesting, and but I, I think it's a team friendly deal, and for a guy that, I mean, obviously had a great year last year, but I mean we'll see. I I don't know if he can handle every down work. So. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I think you said. I think you, you're you're right. I think that means. Melvin Gordon's probably gone, and for them to only pay a running back six million a year, yeah. where you have guys that are paying, our teams that are paying fifteen for for studs, um, and they got yeah. they got Justin Jackson behind him too, which is yeah. a, he's a bigger running back than the, if you guys don't know who he is, but he's cheap. He's a he's a younger guy, so they're saving a lot of money at the running back position right now. Yeah, I thought that was um, a very team friendly deal. Eli, any any thoughts? Not really. No, it sounds really <laughs> smart. No. Yeah. I mean, were they paying Melvin Gordon all last year, like when he was injured? Also, I don't think you have to pay the guy when they're injured unless it's guaranteed. Yeah. But but still, they were. I mean, but yeah, he was they were kind of holding on. Yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah. I think it's like in their better interest to like, yeah. kind of let him go and because you know Eckler had a great season. And, yeah, and for fantasy football, I think this means like Eckler's their guy. Oh, yeah, and yeah. we were just talking about our fantasy football league. Like uh, my brother Cole kept is going to keep Austin Eckler. So what we do is in our league is we're going to keep guys in the round that you drafted them. And I think Cole picked Eckler in the last round of our draft. So Cole mm-hmm. is going to get a – I mean, Eckler might be like a first, second round pick next year. For sure. Um, in PPR leagues, like Cole is going to get a steal yeah. from Austin Eckler. Well, another aspect of this is that they're going to get a new quarterback. So, yeah. I mean, Phillip Rivers was a big play guy, threw a lot downfield. I mean, Austin Eckler might benefit from a guy that dump it down and try to move the, move the stick so he could even have a bigger year next year. Yeah, for sure. Um, Taysom Hill 
of the New Orleans Saints, they placed a first round tender on him, uh, which was um, interesting. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like first round tender, does that mean that if they they get the rights to match him, right? I'm yes. pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And then if someone if they don't, if someone else signs him, then they get first round picks. Yes. So oh, wow. I, yeah, I think the way the Saints are looking at it right now is I don't think they think that anybody's going to pay him big money to be their starting quarterback. So I feel yeah. like the Saints are making a smart move here. And I mean, people within have said that they think that he's the next quarterback after Drew Brees. So yeah. I mean, and who knows how many years he's got left. So yeah. Taysom Hill could be the future, but I mean, we got to see him throw the ball some more. For sure. I mean, they got a lot of talent there, but they got to be able to get the ball to him. For sure. I think that'll be it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, they're they're I think they're playing it smart because I think if some team offers big money to them, then they get first round picks out of it. So it's like yeah. it's a win win. It's a win win situation. The it's it's smart. Unless Taysom Hill is not because they don't they don't have any other big names <laughs> too big of names walking. So. No, exactly. Um, other piece of no- news: Quinnen Williams. He was the number three overall pick last year out of Alabama. Was picked by the New York Jets last year in the first round of the NFL draft. He was. Found in a was it, Florida? I, yeah, he was found in a, uh, an airport with a gun, and uh, yeah. he had a permit in Alabama for it, but not where he was at. So it's uh, <laughs> it, it's not. I mean, at the end of the day, he's probably gonna get away with it. You know, like probably it's yeah. a dumb mistake. He seems like a good guy. Like I don't, I don't see him as I agree. a guy that's like. But he, um, yeah, just misfortune there. But it'll be all good. Yeah. Um, another cool piece of news. This was cool because um, obviously we have Theo, who's a manager for the Boise State basketball team, but. Jackson State manager Thomas, nicknamed Snacks Lee. Um, he's he's probably six three, six four, probably three fifty. He is a large, <laughs> large boy. Um, he's been a manager for four years at Jackson State, and he finally got in. Well, not finally. I mean, he's a manager. He got got, got to go into a game, and he made a three pointer from like half court. Um, so it's a really cool. Um, Go snacks. Yeah, a really cool moment for him. I, I listened to a couple of interviews actually with him, um, and they were like, he's he's been around the program for like ton. I mean, like his whole life, and uh, he's a big Kevin Durant fan. He wore number thirty five, and and Kevin Durant tweeted at him after the game. Like, it was just That's a really awesome. cool story. Cool situation um, for really sure. Awesome. Like, I, yeah, very happy for the guy. Um, also, we, we, we've talked a lot, actually, about the CBA on this podcast and kind of what's going on with it. Um, and there's a new report coming out, actually just today or yesterday, yeah, yeah, sure. um, yep. that the owners are hoping that the players vote no on this current CBA because now they want an 18-game season. So, yeah, they're trying to delay it. So if, if, it, if nothing happens this year, they, it'll get delayed till next year. And I mean, they're 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 looking for more money. You know, it just tells you how much they're making from these games. And it's insane. And I've yeah. heard so many people say that this is a bad deal for the players currently. Yeah. And so now they want it's another game. Worse. It's crazy. It's the owners are getting really really greedy. And I heard it from a guy, best I think he said. He said it when you're negotiating, you want to get a fair deal for all because even if you're the team that rips or you're the party that rips off the other party, it's going to come back to bite you. Oh, it will. And I think the owners. And they're gonna they're gonna feel that if if they do try to rip off the players. And like I think this. I think for the players, a lot of them love the game enough. Like if they did want to extend it and do less preseason games, like I, I feel like in the end of the day that they'll be fine with it. But it's it's the pay cuts. It's yes, the fact that yes. they're gonna get paid way less than what their annual contract mm-hmm. is just for those extra couple of games is wrong. Like if 
if those owners want those games so bad, then those contracts got to get bigger and they got to extend. So it's got to be fair on both sides. And it, it shocked me looking that revenue split is not 50-50. No. It's 47-53 in favor of the owners. Mm-hmm. Owners get 53% of the money. And before, it was 42, something yes. like that. So it, it was even worse before, it's, too. And, it, and they want it, they're, they're offering to bump it up to 48.5. But still, it should be, especially if they're adding games, the revenue share needs to be more. The players need to get their fair share of this deal. It's... It's shocking, honestly, that, yeah. that the owners are asking for what they and are. That, and, that, and that split might not sound like that bad, but when you're looking at the mass amount of money that they are, that's they, billions the of dollars. Gets, yeah, like, a one percent is yeah. billions of dollars, so. especially with gambling money that's going to be. They haven't. That's not including gambling yeah. revenue. So there's and a lot. And the gambling revenue over the next ten years is going to skyrocket. Because I I think in a couple years gambling sports gambling is going to be legal all over America. Mm. And that um, the amount of money they, that honestly the gambling money might be more than like TV deals. Yeah. That's how big that's going to be, and sure that's is. not even yeah. factoring into the CPA. People already don't realize how much money is in the NFL, and yeah. it, it's only going to grow. So. It's crazy. Um, all right, that's our news and notes. We're going to go to our now. I, I guess it's a reoccurring segment, and maybe a weekly segment. Um, definitely, yeah. definitely going to be going to be in the podcast for sure. Um, Soccer time with Eli. Soccer time with Eli. Soccer time with Eli. So Eli is going to give us, this is his basically MLS preview. So MLS season started, actually started last Saturday. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to talk about that Manchester City thing. So now Eli is going to do his MLS preview. Um, Eli, you ready for your MLS yeah. So I'm just going to ask you a few questions, and, and this is all you, because me and Brandon are not knowledgeable. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning every day. Yeah, so. exactly. So who are who are kind of the top teams in each? Is it con- Are there conferences? How yeah, is it? it's just East and West. East and West. Okay. Who are the top teams? Who's Who, who are the teams to watch watch this year? Um, LA, LAFC, for sure. There's two teams in LA, but LAFC is... Um, this is their, I believe, their second or third year. But last season, they they were top of the league by far. They um, Carlos Vela was their top player. I mean, he they, they just kind of steamrolled. But then I think they lost in like the semifinals or something like that. Or like they didn't they didn't do as great in the playoffs, and so they didn't they didn't win the cup. But um, I think they're my prediction for winning the MLS Cup because Atlanta FC. Uh, they they did the same thing where they had a they had a total breakout season. They were, I mean, they were everyone's favorite to win, and then they lost in like the first round of the playoffs or whatever. And so I kind of think LAFC is gonna do sort of that same pattern where they yeah. now they realize they're like, wait, you can steamroll throughout the whole season, but nothing that matters. Come back to you. Yeah, none of that matters if you can't <laughs> make it through the playoffs. And well, um, Virginia esque. Yeah, I mean that's like uh, the the Raptors last season. Yeah, too. It's NBA. So what about Portland and Seattle? What's because that's I'm guess I mean you're Portland. Yeah. Seattle is probably the basis of most of this audience. Um, what's what are their teams looking like? Um, I haven't I haven't looked at like Seattle's like transfer transfers or anything like that too much, but they are still a very strong team. I mean they did just come off of an MLS Cup, so obviously yeah. they're at least kind of good. But um, Jordan Morris is. I've like, heard of him. I've heard of. <laughs> honestly, I. <laughs> I can't hate him. Like the Sounders are like the Timbers' rivals, but Jordan Morris also plays for the U.S. Yeah, and he's pretty young. And I think he's going to be one of our. If, if we ever make it to another World Cup, he's going to be <laughs> he's going to be key in that. But um, and he's not he's not like a villain. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's like the Sounders had players in the past where like when it plays when they play the Timbers they 
they just get yellow cards for fun and like they just go crazy. But he he's he's just a good kid, plays soccer, and he's really good. You can't deny that. But he came off of the bench, I believe, and scored two goals to help him get their their win last week. Um, and so I think I think he's going to be one of their players to watch. And they also have a midfielder, uh, Nicholas Ladero, who was kind of like their top player last year. I think he's going to be good again. So they, they they've always had they'll always put up a strong team. But I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be just as strong as they were last season. The Timbers made a few changes. They did lose uh, their first game to Minnesota. There's something about Minnesota that we just – I just don't think we can beat Minnesota. They're not that good, but we've played them like three or four times already, and they we've lost every time. But they um, – we made a few interesting signings. One of our signings is he's brothers with one of our players that we've had ever since we joined the MLS. So – uh, Diego Chara has been on our team since 2011 when we joined the MLS, and he's a fan favorite. Every, he, like he's played every game. Everyone loves him. He always has this huge smile. And then we signed his brother, and it's funny because they look alike and they both have that smile and they have kind of the same style of play. But that's gonna be fun to watch. Um, Audience, if you wanna if you wanna have some entertainment, you gotta watch Eli watch a Timbers game. <laughs> it's yeah, a good time for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, back to Atlanta though. They, they're kind of their star player, Josef Martinez, just tore his ACL. Yeah. That's huge. That changes, I mean, that changes Atlanta's season. I think that changes the MLS because yeah. Atlanta was, they're usually one of the, they're usually like the top team in the East. And I mean, they've only been in the MLS for a few years, but ever since they've joined, they've been a powerhouse. And a lot of that is due to Josef Martinez. He, he's a goal scoring monster and now they don't have him. And so... Yeah. Yeah, they still have a strong team. Their team is still stronger than some others, which is that's a six to eight month injury right there. Yeah, yeah. Easily. so that'll be interesting to see how they do. Um, so then, what are your who are the the MVP kind of kind of favorites? Who's who's the the big name players to to watch? Um, Carlos Vela on LAFC is kind of an obvious one. Um, took the league by storm last season. It other than that though, I usually. You always have like one or two big candidates, and then you usually have someone who will kind of carry their team. I think it was 2015, uh, Diego Valera and the Timbers got the MVP, and like we did okay. Um, but like the main reason he got MVP was, you know, our team wasn't like as good as some other teams, but he really carried our team. And he, I think he led the league in assists and almost led it in goals or something. But he had he had a great season, kind of carried our team, and so it'll be interesting to see that. Um, LA Galaxy, the other LA team, just signed. Uh, Mexican striker Chicharito, and he'll he's a he'll be a fun player to watch. Um, I don't know if he necessarily is MVP material this season, but he'll still be pretty good. Um, sure. Yeah. And then one of the cool things I I like about the MLS um, is when like big name players from like Europe come to play in in the MLS. Like I think like David Beckham is was an example of guys in. Um, uh, it's a Yeah, that was cool when he like came to play in America. Yeah, it was huge. He was all over social media. For sure. Yeah. And so, I guess my question to you is like, who do you think is next? Because I've heard, I think this is kind of like popular. There's like a lot of rumors that go around of like the next player, and like it would be dope to see Messi come. I don't know if that's ever a possibility, but like if he came when he's a little older and played in the U.S., like who do you think is the next big name, like European guy to come play in the MLS? Yeah, I, I honestly I could see Messi coming, but it would be a while. 
Um, How old is he? Do you know? Just I, I, if you know, like around. I'll say you know, 33, 33, 34. Okay. He's got to be That'd be cool if you ever played. Yeah. He, oh, he's 32. 32. Okay. okay. Well, he's younger. He'll be 33 in June. So it might be a little bit then, yeah. He's yeah. so good. No. But, but Ronaldo's 35. Yeah, Ronaldo's so older. Wait, Ronaldo's yeah. older than Messi. Ronaldo, might, Ronaldo wow. might make it to the most before Messi does, but they're both still, they're both still pulling their weight in. That's a good, um, You're good trivia good. question for like the dinner, dinner table. Ronaldo is the most followed person on social media. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but anyway, so another, well, another one of the other big names, I'd say one of the top five names in like European soccer is is Neymar Jr. And he recently, he told David Beckham. So David Beckham is the owner of Miami FC, mm-hmm. or Inter-Miami, sorry. They're new to the MLS this season. Um, and they, apparently some reporter said that, and this is a quote, Neymar said, I will play for Inter-Miami one day, which wow. is crazy. Even if Neymar, even when Neymar is older, he's still going to be, <laughs> like, levels above the MLS. But... I don't think that'll happen for a little while, but I just thought that was really interesting because um, if he ever came to the MLS, that would really shake the league. And uh, that'd be cool. Neymar's yeah. a big name. I know Neymar. Yeah. That would that would definitely expand the, the MLS like brand, I guess you'd say. But um, and I another well, just recently, so Terry Henry is a French soccer like legend, and he's also an Arsenal legend, and he played in the MLS for a little while, um, but retired a while ago, and he's a coach at Montreal. And they recently just signed a player from Tottenham, which was big because he um, he was like a relevant player in England, and they signed him because he really wanted to play for Terry Henry. And so I think having like big names at, in like like coaching positions or like ownership positions is gonna sure. draw players over. So like sure. yeah, like Neymar saying he wanted to play for David Beckham, and um, but another interesting one is uh, his name is Edis- Edinson Cavani. He's a Uruguayan or Uruguayan international, and he plays at Paris Saint Paris Saint Germain right now. So the team in Paris. So he plays with Neymar and Mbappe and all that. But he's he's kind of getting up there in age. Um, but there's a lot of strong cases to him coming to Inter Miami like this year maybe. Yeah. Like when his because his contract runs out soon, and they Paris is just they're overflowing with forwards and. You know, if they could get rid of an older one that, you know, may, yeah. might cost a lot of that they might do that. And so a lot of people think he's going to come to Miami, and they think they're, he's going to come pretty soon, like maybe this summer. Um, that makes a lot of sense for the MLS, too. Like, I know they're expanding a lot and, and going into markets that are more, like L.A. and Miami, that are more attractive to to international people. So I think that's smart for for the MLS to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, uh, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back, and we are gonna, we're going to go through our free agency predictions because this could be, as you guys are going to see with the names and the teams that we have picked out, this is, could be a little wild free agency. So we're going to come back, and we're going to give our free agency picks. All right, we are back. We are actually going to do the Theo interview first. So we are, yeah, here is Theo Millis. Boise State basketball manager. Welcome back, everybody. We are joined today by one of my good friends. Um, we met here in Boise, and his name is Theo Mill- Millis. Millis, Millis. <laughs> um, from North Canton, Ohio. Um, Theo, what's going on, man? What's up? What's up? Great day to be here. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, so Theo and me met last year. Um, 
when I was a basketball manager for Boise State yeah, for yeah. a semester. Mm-hmm. Uh, Theo has been doing it for two full seasons now, three, three full yeah, seasons now. This. That's right. Season's over. Yeah. That's right. Season just ended. Uh, well, I guess not it's really. not technically not really. over. Yeah. It might be over by the time this podcast comes no, out. No. <laughs> we hope not. Um, so, North Canton, Ohio. Um, I've actually been to Canton. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dang. I don't know if I've ever told you that. I went to Canton, it was what, summer of... 2016 August when no so it wasn't for the Hall uh, it wasn't for the Hall of Fame it was uh, uh, July so we July. drove from my family drove from <laughs> Seattle to Cooperstown to the Baseball Hall of Fame dang and we stopped a night in Ken dang and we went to the Football Hall of Fame it's crazy so, yeah do you have you been yeah uh, so like I mean, a lot of like misconceptions like Everywhere I go, I mean definitely here especially everyone's like oh my gosh you're from Canton that's where the Hall of Fame is it's yeah. like it's not that amazing. Like people that live in Canton, mm-hmm. they don't really think much of the Hall of Fame. It's a museum. You go yeah. there once, you can't really go there for again. Sure, for sure. But every year, it's like the Hall of Fame weekend. That's when everything, the true, festivities true. start to come back. The all the legends come in town, and that's when all the revenue gets in. True. They're starting to rebuild it. There's gonna be like a huge uh, amusement park there now. Oh, okay. There's a bunch of rev, re, re, what is it called? Revenue. Oh. Yeah. Whatever you get. It. They're building a bunch <laughs> of crap there. It's gonna be awesome i can't yeah. wait i pr- probably when i go back in a couple weeks gonna be completely different i haven't for been sure. home in a while so i'm excited for that yeah my one of my favorite players randy moss just got in last year that that's was right. excited that's right yeah so. so do you go to like hall of fame weekend so the i my mom used to get like these tickets to the events so like the gold jacket dinner or whatever yeah. I, could, you, I could go to that or no enshrinement way. dinner that's what it's called and okay. they sort of like t- i never actually went because i wasn't really that interested even though i should <laughs> should have probably went but yeah, Randy Moss, definitely one of my favorite players. I, I was excited when he got in For sure. came to Canton. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, I, yeah, I, like, the Football Hall of Fame's cool. I thought the Baseball Hall of Fame was, I mean, we went when Ken Griffey Jr. got inducted. Like, nice. that was, like, yeah. the reason why we went. And I think Baseball Hall of Fame is just, like, more, like, the, it's higher status than I can't, football. I can't compare and contrast because I know they're <laughs> yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, but, for sure. like... Yeah, I I don't. Last time I actually paid to go in the museum, I was in like second grade. Like I never actually been in for a while. Okay, gotcha. so yeah, like you said, it's <laughs> but like, like I know I know a lot of my friends they have jobs there at yeah. the Hall of Fame, like for sure. internships and stuff. Sure. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot yeah. to do there. It's yeah. cool. So what from North Can? What made you choose Boise? How'd you end up? How'd you end up here? Well, I always wanted to be different. Like a lot of my school, everyone goes to Akron or Kent State, and when I growing up, I was a Heat fan. I didn't want to be a Cavs fan because yep. everyone else was a Cavs fan. I was still a Cavs fan, but the Heat were my number one team. Yeah. I, I used to be a Patriots fan because I'm like, the, everyone else is a Steelers fan. I want to be a Patriots fan. So yeah. I always wanted to be different. I had different teams. I'm a Michigan fan from Ohio. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So sure. I want to be. I want to do something different. I have family out here in Boise. Gotcha. Uh, cousins up living near Table Rock, and I thought it was a good opportunity to come here. I wouldn't go somewhere <laughs> random where I didn't have family. Yeah. I, a lot of my Michigan family comes to see their my, my cousins, so I'm around them all the time. So yeah. it's just, I mean, I still have family here, so that's what made me choose. I don't want it to be different. For sure. That's about For it. For sure. I, I respect it. Yeah. Um, cool. So basketball manager, where, I mean, I got, the, I mean, I was obviously a manager once, but how, like, what made you want to be a manager? How did you get the manager? Like, how did that all come So about? I want to ask you, how did you become a manager how did you what what made you what did you see first and like i saw a flyer yeah. in the business building it was like um yeah boys so manager. what after you saw that what were you I like just, 
emailed the, the guy <laughs> and our boy Sam. But, but why did you want to do it, though? Um, I honestly thought it'd be cool. And I told my buddies, I remember, like, before I left for school, I was like, man, the, being the guy that just wipes down the floor at the basketball yeah. gym, like, that'd be dope. Yeah. Um, so this was, that was basically what we do. Yeah. Um, and we do a lot more, obviously, at practice and stuff. Um, um, but, yeah, that was kind So of, with my story, it's exact same. I was in the kinesiology building freshman year. I was, I hated Boise, like, I had no <laughs> friends, I didn't know what I was doing, like, I just went to class and played video games. Then, as I'm walking out of the kinesiology building, it's like, email Chris Gold and send your resume and stuff, and I did. I didn't get a response for, like, a week, but, like, I wanted to be involved in something. That's yeah. that's something I would love to be involved in. I love basketball, it's my favorite sport, and I just sent that in, I got, I because I wanted to be more involved, yeah. and I got with the basketball team, and... It's been awesome. For sure, yeah. for sure. So can you tell us a little bit? I mean, I've told a lot of people about what yeah. we do, but can you just a quick recap? Yeah, what? basically it's like all the dirty work. Yeah. Like it's sometimes it's not the best, but, you know, like wiping up sweat. You have to stay late, pick up the food. You have to be the first to practice, set up, rebound for everyone. Like some, it's a grind, but definitely at the end I'll look back at it and be like, dang, that was awesome. When I, when I, whenever I'm set and done with yeah, it, you know what I mean? Sure, for yeah, sure, for yeah. sure, for sure. What's your favorite, like, game? What was your favorite game that you've been to? What's your favorite memory from being a manager? Those might be two different things, but... Yeah, memory, I just think, looking back at it now, Phil Beckner, he was insane and crazy, and he that is something I'll never forget. Yeah. Like, he's on a different level, like... And I'm, I'm still scared of him this way. He came back and flew <laughs> back, and I'm still scared of him. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> he's not going to yell at me now, but, like, jeez. That's funny. But my favorite game is... Definitely that Oregon game and that Utah State game. Mm -hmm. So Utah State game this year and my freshman Oregon game where uh, Lex hit the game winner from half court. That was a really good year, by the yeah, way. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we had that. He also hit two like game tying or game winning buckets against GCU too. Yeah, at that's home. right. He was. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. That's dope. Those are fun. I I was at the Nevada game. Um, I this year. Last year. Last when year. Nevada was oh, like, yeah. ranked yeah. and. I think we lost by like two. That was a, no. They hit a game winner. They hit a game winner. That was we should have yeah. won that game. Yeah, and that and was because the fun, bad but. Martin brother hit the game winner. Yeah, Shouldn't exactly. Yeah. That was so bad. <laughs> I think one of my. I mean, obviously, I was only a manager for a little bit. I think one of my favorite things is like the relationship you make with the players. Yeah, I like that too. And yeah. for sure, I mean, obviously, you have a much deeper. But I mean, I was only a manager for a couple months, and like. I saw Wack at church the other day, yeah. and he's like, gives me a big. He's like, "What's up, man?" <laughs> yeah, Wacker. Like that's so dope. Yeah, man. and like Chris, I don't know if you remember Chris Sangfeld or when he was here in the summer. He'd ask me once a week to wake up at five a.m. and go to Big City Breakfast with him. Yeah, like, there you go. He just, sure. they just love you, and it's awesome, man. It's yeah. a great experience. I miss, um, I miss Cam. I and Zach Haney. Shout out, yeah, to Zach. yeah, and Cam. Yeah, Cam, <laughs> man, that was one of like the saddest. He like transferred. When we were like, I was home for Christmas break, and yeah. I remember like in a text room with him, and I was like heartbroken. I know. We always played Fortnite with him. Too. Yeah. So that's that how I found out. He told me over Fortnite, and I was like, dang, bro, that sucks. He's one of my favorite players. Me too. I love Ken. Yeah. So what's, I mean, is there is there a job that you want from, because obviously this looks great on our resume. Yeah. Is there, you know, something in after college that you want, or like what's, yeah. what's the... So I was, I'm, I still have like a lot of time left to think sure, about this. For but, sure. Um, as of right now, I want to get a job in business, but sports-related. I honestly, I told my dad this the other day, I, I hate business classes. They're so boring. <laughs> but, like, I would hate any class. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, exactly. I hate all classes. 
But if you get me in a subject that I like, yep. like if you get me in like to EA, because yep. I love video games and I love business, yeah. we'll talk, we can talk about what cards to put in Madden or yep, something like yep. that, or how we can, how I can market the game. Yeah. Like I would love that, or do something sports related with sure. another team. But I, I can't. I don't really know if I want to be a coach because the grind to get to the top is yeah. real. You don't get paid until you are at the top. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I sure. have the time and patience to do that because I I haven't gotten paid my whole life. And yeah. I, I don't even know what get feel. I don't know even know what the feeling of getting paid is yeah. like. So I need yeah. to. For sure. No. Eventually I, get my get my what is what is uh your boy Marshawn Lynch say? Yeah. Get his chicken. Yeah. <laughs> get my chicken. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> no. I mean I feel it like. That's the same way with me. Yeah. I, I'm, we're both business majors. Yeah. Uh, you're a year ahead of me. But, yeah, I mean, business classes in, in any classes yeah. is, is kind of boring. But, like, yeah, if I get into something, like, I can talk about, like, sports. Yeah. And I'm passionate about, like, sports. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind doing, like, the marketing and, like, the market research. Yeah. Like, there's something I'm, like, passionate yeah, about. Facts. You know, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so... That, that's that's something cool. I think we mm-hmm. both yeah kind of agree on. Um, you mentioned you're a Browns fan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just I just want to know how hard your life has been as a Browns fan. Like like well, the past few years. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like what's yeah, your is, uh, yeah. So this year obviously was the biggest expectations. Everyone was saying, oh Super Bowl. And this. did you have did you have those expectations? Yes, I, you I did. absolutely okay. did. Okay. If you look at the year before, yeah, I don't know their their exact right. I forgot to look it up. Whenever we fired Hugh Jackson and we hired and Greg Williams was the interim head coach, we had a really good record. We were playing really good, beating good yeah. teams. Yep. You can't tell me gaining Odell yeah. would make us be worse. No, for sure, for sure. And I I think the problem was definitely the O line because yep. they were trying to do all this fancy stuff downfield with Odell. They're forcing it early in the year with Jarvis and Odell, but. Baker was looking over his left shoulder, his left tackle, but there was a guy coming from the right right side. Both of their tackles and O line was just awful this year. So unfundamentally sound. We were the, one of the worst teams in penalties. Penalties, right? Yeah. And, and I know, I know how that Seahawks yeah. are notorious <laughs> for like being penalties. And it's horrible. This year we beat some good teams. We clapped beat the Ravens. Clapped the Ravens yeah, at home. Yeah, that's we, right. We were close to you guys, and you yeah. guys are a really good team. Yeah. Um, Bills beat the Bills. Yeah. But then you go and you lose. Uh, to the Cardinals. Well, I was going to say that for another reason. Uh, they lose to the Broncos. They lose, who? I mean, the Bengals. Bengals, that's right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. They about. literally quit against the, the Cardinals. And that that makes me irate. Like, oh, I bet, yeah. And that's when, that's when I knew Freddie was gone. Because if you just see your team quit, like, they don't yeah. believe in the process and anything. So I knew right then. And I knew when they hired Freddie, which... I'm being honest, I was a fan of because yeah. he did such a good year. But now I learned from it. If I look, if I look back on it now, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We should have hired Greg Williams. For sure. And Freddie could have stayed the O coordinator if we could have kept him, kept it like that. Um, we so when we hired Freddie, obviously when you don't have a lot of NFL experience, which he does, but not at head coaching, mm-hmm. you have to get another guy. So we got Steve Wilkes yeah. from the Cardinals to be our D coordinator, yeah. and I'm like, all right, this is gonna be this is gonna work out pretty well. And they couldn't get our defense to work out at all. Another it thing, seemed like their team, your team was kind of divided yeah. into like you had this offensive group and the defensive group, and yeah. it was like two guys that like weren't work. Yeah. Freddie and Steve like weren't working, and yeah. I. A junior football team that I was on was like really similar to that, and it just doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. No. And another thing I know you're going to ask me about it is free agency in the draft. So I'm going to start talking about it now. Go ahead. That's what I want to know. We're going to lose a lot of guys on defense and just create more holes. And the Browns are not willing to pay Joe Schober, which I'm, 
I'm not happy about because that's just going to create more holes that we have to fill. Yeah. Being in Cleveland, no one wants to play there. I'm, I'm just being honest. If yeah. you want to pay someone $15 million in Cleveland, but someone in Green Bay wants to pay $15 million, you're going to go to Green Bay. Yeah. So if you have a guy and he's doing well, he's almost leading the league in tackles every year. Mm-hmm. He's, he's been our, our top two defensive player for the past three years with him and Miles Garrett. Yeah. Why don't you pay him? Like, sure. Give him what he wants. Like, We have to fill all these positions, and now we're going to lose our middle linebacker. We're going to lose Demarius Randall. We're going to lose some corners. Like. Yeah, our whole defense was already bad enough last year. We can't afford to lose one of our best guys, and they're letting them walk. You don't think so. they're okay? That's yeah. interesting. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, do you, you think I haven't been looking too much about the Browns like in mock drafts or anything? But where do, right where tackle do you, and left tackle? Where do you pick? Do you know ten? Ten yeah. is that it? Do you have ten one? and forty one? Yeah. Wow, you don't have another. I thought you guys for some reason have two first rounders. I know. Did the the Raiders have like? Uh, yeah. Two or three. The Dolphins, I think, have two or three. You guys have one at ten. Or because you, you're talking about the Khalil Mack trade and the yeah. Who who did the Dolphins trade? I don't know. I think they picked somewhere in the teens, though. I'm pretty okay. sure they picked twice. In the yeah, but we're definitely going O line because that's another thing. I believe in Baker. Like he had a really bad year, but we all saw his I, first I, year. I love Baker. I'm honestly pretty yeah. pro Baker. Yeah, yeah. and the, his first year, we all saw what he can do. I just think the O-line was so bad. He, he had to peek over his shoulder, and then there was a guy coming from the other way. And then he couldn't even look down the field because yeah. his, he doesn't trust his own line and it messed up his mechanics. And yeah. it, from there, it's just Exactly, bad. yeah. So what do you – I mean, have you been looking at any you have, like any prospects O-line? Uh, I was listening to some podcasts, and they were saying the – I don't, no free shout-outs, by the way. No, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't say who. But <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. Uh, I was, and they were saying this guy from Alabama. I don't – they're oh, not, yeah, okay. This offseason is going to be boring. It's going to be really? all defense, and it's going to be all O-line. We, well, already I mean, have, we already have all of our yeah, pieces. Like Nick Chubb. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We have and J- Jarvis and Odell. Like, There's nothing exciting that's going to no, come. No, and it can't be because yeah. it's not. It's going to be the dirty work, the O-line and the defense. For sure. Yeah. And your guys is, I don't think your division is going to be too tough. I don't think – I mean, the Ravens are good. I said that last year, and that we still split with the Steelers, and we split with the Bengals, and we split with the Ravens. Like, yeah, you uh, can't. I can see – Three and with the Ravens. Fine, though. Splitting yeah. with the Ravens is all right. But the Bengals is unacceptable. No. We, we lost to the Steelers with a third-string quarterback. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Well, we almost lost to the Steelers, too. The Steelers are going to be – bro, they're one of those teams. I know. They are bring always going to yeah. be good. Yeah. I – I know Brandon, my my roommate. He's the big Niners fan. Um, he'll probably disagree that he thinks Shanahan should be should have been coach of the year. But I I thought Tomlin made a really good case for being coach. I know. Coach I of the hate year. Mike Tomlin, but it's fine. Yeah, I, he I respect him a lot for sure. I, 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 mean, I hate him too. I hate <laughs> yeah, him more I hate than the anything. Steelers, yeah. But he, I mean, what he did with that team because that team was in the dumps. Oh my god! They yeah. lose Bell, Brown, Roethlisberger. And Mason, yeah, yeah, I mean, respect, huge respect to, yeah. to that team, even though we both hate them. <laughs> um, yeah, I still have to respect them. Um, I guess the last thing, Fortnite. So we yeah. both, that's kind of how me and Theo, just for everyone, like, obviously when we were managers, like, we got along just because we, we like sports and stuff. Yeah. We, we, we can talk, obviously, like, what we're doing right now, we could talk forever about sports, um, me and Theo, but... Fortnite was another thing that we bonded over really quickly. We still play Fortnite all the time to this day. Yeah. Um, just got a dub yesterday. We did it? just get a dub. That's right. Um, I guess my so I've had a, like a lot of mixed feelings about Fortnite. Um, just like we talked about on this podcast, the first episode was right before season two came out, mm-hmm. or what chapter two, season yeah. two. Um, what are your kind of thoughts? 
on just the direction Fortnite is in, direction they're heading. Like, so what? a lot of people say the game's dying, which, yes, it is, and I know why it is. The game isn't the same as it was when, it, like, two years ago. Yeah. People were missing shots, couldn't build to the sky in two yeah. seconds. It's a different game now, if that makes sense. Yeah. So they're losing, because, like, I hopped on, and now that I switch over to PC, which I'll talk about eventually, Yeah. Um, I was playing against, like, I was in a lobby with, like, not Tifu, but Tifu level players. Yeah. I'm like, bro, I'm not that good. Yeah, like, yeah. I can't be, I'm not, this isn't fun if I'm just going to get clapped every game. Yeah, exactly. So, For sure. That's the problem with the game is the skill-based matchmaking. I feel like, no, I don't know, because that's going to, that right there helps grab the new players in. For sure. If you just hop on a game, you're going to play against a bunch of bots. But if it wasn't, I don't know. It's a, a tough su subject to talk about, and I know a lot of pros are talking about it, but I... In my opinion, this is one of the best seasons since season eight. I what do you think? For sure. I, this has been so much more fun to me than the first season was. We talked about, for me, one of the best things I like about it is the weapons. Yeah. I think that there's a lot more weapons, and to me, that's more fun. Facts. I don't like just having the same boring loadout every single time. And we saw our last last week there was an update, which they haven't done yeah. all last season. Yeah, exactly. Put new weapons, claymores, or whatever in the game, yeah. which is exciting. Yeah. I find that more fun. I just, that's, for me... And like you were saying, the game's dying. Everyone, That's what everyone says. And obviously it's going to die. This game was the most popular game, honestly, yeah. ever. Yeah. I've never seen more people like... $30 million prize pool in the tournament. Exactly. That's <laughs> insane. And then just the amount of players that they have playing and the amount of like the references. Pop, yeah. pop, like my parents knew what this yeah. game was. And they didn't know anything about it. So even though game. the game's dying, it still has like top three viewership on Twitch yeah. all the time. Yeah. Viewership on YouTube is through the roof. Millions of views. Yeah. It's still doing good. It's one of the most popular games still to this day. It's it was, it was the decline was inevitable. If you think yeah, if you think of a another game like people are like oh I can't wait for a new game to come out. Yeah. When when is the last time we had a game like that? Yeah. Like Minecraft. Sure. Like for this sure. game is going to be around for Minecraft still relevant to this day. Yeah. So Fortnite will be relevant from five years from now. I agree for sure. And I also want to talk about aimsys because I hate <laughs> I hate people that bro. Keyboard and mouse have 80 keys to hit. Yeah. Like, if we just have a little, so you guys can edit and build quicker. So it's not like you hear us controller players being, oh my gosh, he's on PC yeah, yeah, or yeah. he's on keyboard, so I can't shoot him because he's editing too fast. Yeah. Like, we don't say that, but whenever they get hit by uh, two shots with the AR, they get mad. Oh, he's on controller. Yeah. Well, I actually saw this funny clip of Ninja. He died and he goes, oh my gosh, this guy's on controller. Oh my gosh. Uh. Yeah. So it ends up on Twitter. This guy posts a a video of him just lasering <laughs> on the mouse and keyboard. It's hilarious. That's, and then Booga the other day died. Yeah. So scoped. Yeah. yeah he, was, he flew with 50 health and he's yeah. like, oh my gosh, this guy's a controller. Yeah. That's, a, that's your two shot. Yeah. Like, I think anyone could hit you, bro. Yeah. Like, it's so annoying and people criticize controller players so much, but I respect them a lot. It I takes a sure, lot of skill sure. to do all that. I think that. that's, yeah. I always talk to you about Nick Merckx, but. Yeah, I love Nick Merckx. Bro, yeah. he talks about it all the time. He literally yeah. defends <laughs> controllers and I love that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks for doing this. Yep. This is um, thanks for having I, me. Yeah, I was, I was, um, I've been, been wanting to get you on, and so hopefully we can, uh, maybe if the Browns make a big move or something big happens <laughs> before night, you can come on again. Yep. For sure, man. This is, this was a pleasure. Yep. All right, we are back. We had a break for some relieving of stuff. Oh my god! <laughs> Not gonna say what or who, but we're back. But we're back. All right. Free agency, NFL, begins not this Wednesday, next Wednesday, March 18th at 
4 p.m. Eastern, and that is when we expect all hell to break loose, really. I mean, not maybe on that day, but, like, seriously, this free agency in the NFL could be the wildest free agency we have ever seen, but it also could be the most boring free agency we've ever seen. It, like, could, it could be a true domino effect, or it could literally be everybody just goes back to where they yeah, came from. Yeah, which <laughs> we're hoping it's not that, because it would really give us stuff to talk about if sure. um, a bunch of people... Changed. Um, yeah, it's basically, I really think the domino, the big, big domino in this is Tom Brady. Tom Brady. 100%. It's wherever Brady goes is wherever, I mean, that's going to dictate so much. If he goes back to the Patriots, it seems like that's where, that's then everyone's just going to be like, all right, well, there's no real need to change. But, man, if he goes someplace, then you're going to see a bunch of other free agents get signed and you're going to see... Guys get drafted different places. The draft board is going to get – I mean, everything could get shooken up. And I'm just – I'm ready. I really want Brady to go somewhere else because so, I really just think it would be interesting. I want to see the Brady-Belichick thing because I want to see who could succeed without one of them. And I feel like yeah. – yeah, I mean, we got some predictions and we'll give our reasons why. So Yeah, pretty yeah. real. So, yeah, what we're going to do is we're just going to go through – we picked about nine or ten, I think, big free agents. Um, there's obviously more free agents than this, but we really just wanted to pick guys that – we had an idea of where they were going, and we're just going to give our predictions. We're going to go through. We're going to talk about kind of why we predicted. We tried to pick different ones for each just so we could give something to talk about because there's a million. Uh, like, that's the interesting thing about this is the dominoes could fall in any different direction. Yeah, and it's, it's the quarterbacks. Cause, exactly. I mean, I mean, this league could be shaken up after one day. Yep. Because, I mean, if, if even three of these guys go to different places, then that means those three quarterbacks from that team have to go somewhere. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. So we're going to start – with Tom Brady. Brandon, do you want to start us off? Yes, I where, will. Tom Brady, where do you think Tom Brady's going to go? You know, and I think I think in the back of everybody's mind, you know, go back to the Patriots. But, you know, I feel like a perfect fit for him would be the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, they kind of had a game manager already in Ryan Tannehill, and I feel like Brady's in that stage of his career where he, he knows what he can do, but he's not going to give the ball away. And I think yeah. the Titans, that's perfect. Because, I mean, look at, look at their playoff run this year. I mean... You put the ball in Derrick Henry's hands all these times, and then and then Ryan Tannehill has got to make a couple of throws, and then I mean sometimes he just wasn't there, you know. And I think if you ask Tom Brady to make ten throws, he can do it. So yep. I feel like if the Patriots can't get weapons, and I think I think that's going to be the deciding factor here is if the I Patriots agree. can acquire weapons, then he will go back because I feel like he doesn't have any need reason like big reason to like go away from the Patriots. But yeah. If they can't get weapons, I think that Mike Vrabel and him were teammates before, and I feel like it's just I feel like it's a perfect fit for him. And I feel like he's got a couple of guys there. They got a pair of tight ends and Jonu Smith and Delaney Walker that they can work with. And I feel like uh, their wide receivers are up and coming. Like I feel like he's got a lot of weapons there he could work with. And then honestly, he can hand the ball off to Derrick Henry as many times as he wants as well. But mm-hmm. they got some other stuff to worry about too. So, but that's the tight, Tennessee Titans would be my prediction. Eli. Um, my prediction was that he stays at the Patriots, which is kind of boring, but, um, and one, like, I agree with the thing that Brandon said, like, if they get weapons, I think that would, that's a big kind of deciding factor, um, but I think he kind of wants to do this to, like, let people know, hey, I could have gone somewhere else if I wanted to, but, like, I decided to stay at the Patriots, and, um, but, yeah, I think he's going to stay at the Patriots, but honestly, I would kind of like to see him go somewhere else, just yeah. because that would just be so crazy to see. Um, and, yeah, I think that would definitely stir some things up. I, I feel like for the Patriots, I mean, look at their coaching staff. I mean, they're regarded as probably the top coach of all time, and then, but they yeah. can't draft wide receivers. Like, it's yeah. sad. Like, the, the the amount of young wide receivers that he has to deal with, like, 
he's at the age where he, he doesn't have time for that. Like, he doesn't have time to build chemistry over years with these guys. Like, he, he wants to win now, and he wants to put more championships under his belt. And yeah. I feel like he's where he's going to go where he thinks he can do the best. Yeah, I agree. My prediction, this is this is kind of like this team is not rumored. you got a lot of rumors about the Chargers and the, Ra- and the Raiders. I really think those teams are not ready to win now, and I think Brady yeah. wants to win now. That's the only... I really like the destinations for the Chargers and the Raiders. I think Vegas and L.A. are two places that Brady he would, would excel. want to live. Oh, he would excel there. Exactly. I just don't think those teams are ready, and he's not. he doesn't have 10 years left. He's got two or three, and I don't think those teams are ready to win. The team I do think is a good quarterback away from winning is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Darn this boy. is a team that's not rumored. This is kind of what they're, they're, they're called the sleeping giant. But they've got a good offensive line. It's not great, but it's good. They probably got the two best tandem wide receivers in the league. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, it's not much better. Those two are studs. Even they're three and four, aren't that bad? Yeah. <laughs> They've got a really good young tight end. OJ Howard's a stud. Yeah. He just he's him the ball. Yes. Him the ball. And they've got some good running backs. They've got a, a couple of guys that are that are not bad in the backfield. They've got a very I think the head coach I think Bruce Arians would be a really cool fit. Oh. For Brady, Bruce Arians is this guy that's like he's just an offensive genius. He's got he's, he's really coach. imaginative, and I think that's what Brady wants. Brady wants to, I mean, he he just I think it'd be really I think it'd be a fun team. I think obviously the the Buccaneers are probably uh, there's a lot of they think they're probably going to resign Jameis, but Jameis and Brady are polar opposites oh, on the quarterback. 100%. Spectrum. I mean, you you look at their season last year. I mean, think about if they didn't have thirty interceptions. Yes, like. That exactly. team, they dismantled some of the best teams in the NFL. And it's like, yeah. they have so many weapons. I mean, they had the sack a year from last year. They, The Sleeping Giant is the perfect thing because, I mean, they could literally blow this this whole league mm-hmm. like, apart. Like, they have a lot of talent, and yeah. I, I think they're a quarterback away. I'd keep yeah. keep your eyes out for the Buccaneers. That's my official Tom Brady prediction. Um, next up, going off my Buccaneers pick, Jameis Winston. Probably the most controversial quarterback, honestly, of all time, maybe. <laughs> this guy, number one pick, Heisman Trophy winner, leads the NFL in yards passing last year, but has 30 interceptions. This <laughs> is insane. I think seven pick sixes. I mean, it's ridiculous. You talk about killing a team. I mean, and then he, he goes into all these different reasons why. You know, like he's got a knee problem. All this yes. Then he goes and gets eye surgery. Like it's, I mean, it's, man, it, it he he was so good for them too. Like, he, I mean, he had two two of the top wide receivers in the league, like but thirty interceptions is just gonna kill your team. And you the crazy can't thing win. is you cannot win with that. It was in a contract year. Yeah. Contract so year. he's a free agent. <laughs> My prediction is the Chargers. The Chargers are getting rid of Phil Rivers. They've already said that. I think there's different play I think there's a lot of different places that could use him in different ways, in interesting ways. I do like though the Chargers. I like their weapons with Eckler, who's a receiving back. That is a good safe option for him to go to. That is not like yeah. downfield. Yeah. I like Hunter Henry. Just got re-signed. Mm-hmm. That's another safe option as a tight end. And he's pretty good with Brady, mm-hmm. especially in the red zone yep. when they go to the red zone. So. And they've got. I really like Keenan Allen, like as a deep threat. Oh, I, I think he's Keenan. reliable. And Jameis wants to go down the mm-hmm. field, so I think that's a good fit for him. They also got Mike Williams. I mean, Mike they, they Williams, got a lot. Of, they got a lot of talent. Exactly. Too. So I think. I, and and they they have a quarterback that's used to they're 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 not 
Philip Rivers has thrown the most interceptions over the past like yeah, I mean he seven was, years. I'm or sure, something. he was second to Jameis. So. Yes, <laughs> so it's like they are they know what it's like to have a quarterback that throws interceptions. I don't think this is um, would be something too different for them. So my James Winston prediction is the Chargers. Brandon, uh, I'll go. Um, I'm going to go with another uh, dark horse pick here, and I'm going to say the Raiders. And mm-hmm. I, I think the Raiders are in a spot where, I mean, they're moving to a new city. I mean, I think they're tired of the same thing over again. I mean, I don't think Derek Carr is that bad of a quarterback. I think he's safe. I think he makes he, I mean, he makes safe throws. Yep. But I feel like for the future, I, I just don't think he's the answer. And I, I think do. I think Gruden looks at his situation, and he says, I need some fire. Yeah. I mean, I, he, Gruden's a fiery guy. I think he, he says, I need, I need a little spark. And I think Jameis... Coming in, slinging the ball all over the place might be his answer. And um, but they they need to do a lot more if they want to like if Jameis comes, they, they need to have wide receiver depth because I mean that's where they're hurting big time right now. And they got a great young back, they got go off into the line. But I mean they got to add some wide receivers too. But I, I think Jameis could excel in that in that program, I and I think that him and John Gruden together could be a, a very fun tandem to watch. I totally agree. I think the Raiders are not an explosive offense, and Jameis would make them explosive, and especially if they go after Jerry Judy maybe in the draft. Oh yeah. And they got they got a top twelve pick yeah. whatever it is. So Eli James Winston. Um, I said Carolina. Yeah. Um, and I was I was reading up a little bit on this because I, I didn't know too too much about James Winston, but Carolina made a lot of sense because um, Christian McCaffrey. Yep. Obviously, so yeah. he like you're saying with Eckler, like he'd be a good like a you know an easy dump to every once in yeah, a while. Um, yeah. Hundred receptions a year. Yeah, I mean, he's for sure. <laughs> yeah, and uh. You know, when teams are going against Carolina, obviously I think the first thing they think about is, like, how do we stop Christian McCaffrey? And so if they're worried so much about the rushing, like, it kind of opens up the, dump pa- like the deep pass window. that Winston mm-hmm. likes to, For sure. I like likes that. to toss. Yeah, and I so, um, so I, yeah, I thought that made that made good sense. Uh, I think um, they, they got some young wide receivers, too, that he could um, work with, too. You got DJ Moore had a great year last year, so that, that'd be interesting. I like mm-hmm. that pick. Um, the next guy... We're gonna to go to is Philip Rivers. Now, this is one of the only guys in this list that's actually a confirmed free agent. We know he's not going back to the Chargers. Um, Eli, why don't you start with Philip Rivers? This is Eli asked me for a lot of advice. He didn't know a ton about <laughs> Philip Rivers. Um, and Eli, what did I tell you? He's got twenty six kids. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I once once I learned a little bit more about Philip Rivers. I think he's probably just gonna retire. Yeah. I mean, he's thirty eight. Yeah. Which I mean, Brady's what forty one, forty two. Yeah. So like, people can't do it. But he has nine kids. Yeah, that's insane. Like having that's just nine kids is already a lot to juggle like a professional career and then a family. But if your professional career is playing in the NFL like that, that's just wow. That's, he's juggling a lot there, and I honestly I think it might just be easy for him to. Yeah, and there's a lot of announcing jobs open. Yeah. A lot of people think Philip would be good in the booth. It's only a once a week job. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be I mean, the more I look at his situation, I, I, mean, I never even considered retirement. But the more I listen, like, like that, honestly, that might be my pick too. But if I had to choose somewhere he would go, I'm going to go another dark horse. I'm going to go the Redskins. And I feel like the Redskins are in a particular like spot where they just got a new coach, new defensive coordinator, new all, everything. I mean, it's a brand, pretty much brand new team in the, in the office part. And they got a young quarterback, and I mean, we saw last year that uh, Dwayne Haskins was just not ready. I mean, it was very apparent that he was put in a situation where he had no idea what he was doing. And I think if you bring in a veteran presence like, like Philip Rivers, I mean, he could he could definitely teach him up a little bit. But this all depends on Alex Smith's health because yeah. if you guys don't know what happened, he pretty much broke his leg in half and got tackled low, 
and he's been in recovery. He almost lost his leg. Terrible situation. But if he comes back, obviously he would be the veteran presence. But if for some reason Alex Smith couldn't couldn't make it back, I think I think Phil Rivers might be a interesting spot for the Redskins. And he probably, I mean, Phil Rivers is going to have to go for a team friendly deal here. And I feel like the Redskins are a team that could afford that right now. So yeah. I think it's a good pick. Uh, my pick for Phil Rivers is the Colts. This is probably, if you look in the media, the, the team that everyone really predicts um, Philip Rivers to go to. Um, I don't really... Philip Rivers is such an interesting one um, just because he's, like, there's just not a ton of, like... He's not a quarterback that's in high demand. I no, mean, he's like, not they, great. He's old. Yeah. Team's got to have a backup plan if yeah. they're going to take him. So. Yeah. Um, you know, they've, the Colts have a really good offensive line, mm-hmm. which I think is something that Phil Rivers wants. He's a good run game as a whole. Marlon Mack's yep. pretty good, too. So. And I think that I think the the biggest thing for Phillip Rivers would be, like, I think the Colts want to have a guy that's going to push Brissett, because I think they think Brissett's going to be their guy, um, and they want to have a guy that's going to be, like, a veteran guy mm-hmm. that they can bring in that's going to push Brissett, um, a guy that knows football. And I think this would either, it would tell the Colts, hey, Brissett's our guy, Let's go with Brissett. Phillips on a two-year deal, whatever. It's mm-hmm. fine. Or Philip Rivers is better than Brissett. We need to start addressing a new quarterback. Yeah, and I, and I think that's something that a lot of people don't know about Philip Rivers is that this dude's a gamer. I mean, yeah. I mean, the bottom line is he doesn't care about his stats. Like he's he's talked about like the interceptions. Like he says that comes with me trying to win games. Like a lot of the time the Chargers were behind this year, and he is just slinging the ball out yeah. there. But what you're going to give him, Philip Rivers, is you're going to get a guy that's going to do whatever he can to win. And I yeah. think that a lot of teams need that right now. And so. I hope that pushes. I hope that makes the Colts either push for Brissett or mm-hmm. realize Brissett's not our guy. Let's go get someone. Yeah, because they're they're a good team. Yeah. Very talented. Another. I mean, there's a, yeah. there's a lot of talent heavy teams for right sure. Oh. Um, our next guy. This is the only one that we all had a consensus on, and it's Dak Prescott. We all think he's going to get tagged by the Cowboys. Yeah, um, not much to say there. I mean, <laughs> they, which is a bummer because I is. really think he's worth. The more I look at him, the more I think this guy's yeah. worth. And they're, deal. I mean, they're trying. I mean, that, I think the latest offers around high thirties, but um, thirty million. But um, yeah, there's just it's a tough situation. I think Dak should wait for the new CBA. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but and maybe even for Mahomes. Obviously, he's not going to get as much. Yeah. But if Mahomes goes 40, no, 45 million, I think he should wait for Mahomes. He can benefit from that. If Mahomes goes forty million, Dak could easily get thirty-five. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. Dak's an interesting one. I mean, it yeah. it would be crazy if Dak doesn't get re-signed. By no, the it'd be crazy. And then the problem is he's in a tough spot because the Cowboys got to pay a lot of people. And I yeah. think that I think that we're going to be shocked by how many people they have to let walk because they just I mean they're they're paying people all over the place and they just I mean yeah. at some point Jerry Jones' pockets got to be empty. So. <laughs> and speaking of that, Amari Cooper is a free agent. Yeah. Me and Eli kind of had similar ones, so we'll start and then we'll get to Brandon's. We think me and Eli both said. Cowboys if Dak stays. I think if Dak, which who most likely will, um, he stays. Brandon, you said. So the way I looked at this situation is I I think that if they spend money on Dak and then I I just I don't see where they're where the the rest of this money's gonna come from. So I I got Amari making a reunion with the Raiders. And I feel like the Raiders need a wide receiver. They need someone that can come in and and I mean, yeah, they've already had him and I mean the the time there wasn't the best, but I mean, I feel like he's grown as wide receiver, and I think that, I think I think that if they look at the draft and they see that they can get higher value at their spot and another position they might need, and then they go out and sign Amari, like they got the money for that. I mean, yeah. I mean, Antonio Brown's money's still sitting there, yeah. so. I think um, that's hilarious, though, if they would 
if they would re-sign yeah, Amari to come full circle. It'd be interesting. I mean, what if they paired it with a different quarterback? Yeah. I mean, it'd be, it'd be a, they, that, that would be their pitch. Is like, it ain't going to be the same thing over because, mm-hmm. I mean, we got a new quarterback coming in. Because so. I know Amari wasn't really happy with Carr. Yeah, 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 That's exactly. That, that was a weird, and then now he's got Gruden. I know. Got Gruden with, so it'd be a whole yep. different situation for him to come back. So, um, Next one. Jadavion Clowney. This is kind of, a, for me, it's an interesting subject as a Seahawks fan. Um, Brandon, though, why don't you start? What is your prediction for Jadavion? Yeah, Clowney? so my prediction about? is, like, I, I don't have, I don't have one team. I think whoever shows him the bank account and says, "Here, here you go. Mm-hmm. How much you want?" I think he's gonna go. I think that he's money hungry right now. Which, I mean, good for him. I mean, he's he's put himself in a position where he can be that and. I think like right now he's he's uh, little rumors out there that he wants to go to Giants, but I just yeah whoever offers the most money so he can say whatever he wants, but whoever gives him that contract I think he's gonna go. So, Eli, yeah I said the Giants. Um, I was just reading up a little bit on it and they, you know people are saying they're gonna want to increase their their pass pass rushing and um, but they also I think Clowney if I remember correctly I think Clowney said he even like would want to play the, the Giants, Giants yeah. And, yeah and they it sounds like they they'd be willing to pay. Pay a decent amount of money to, to get someone like Clowney. There, there's going to be a team out there that looks at him and has a price number on him, and there's going to be some teams that it might be lower, but, I mean, he's a good player. He is. I mean, his sack numbers weren't too high last year, but he, he's a defensive presence for yeah. sure. And I think as a Seahawks fan, I I don't know. I would I would be mad at the Seahawks if we re-signed him for how much he wants. Yeah. I, I, I don't think he's worth personally $20 million. Um, As a Seahawks fan, we don't have the cap to pay him that. He was a presence last year, but really only in a few games. Yeah. And he just we as a Seahawks, as the Seah- as a Seahawks fan, as a, uh, the Seahawks organization needs pass rush. We need to get after the quarterback, and that's something that Clowney, while he's very very good at stopping the run, he's not a great pass rusher. And we need to go. We need to spend our money on the guy that's going to get after the quarterback. Yeah, and and I, yeah. so if we can get Clowney maybe on a cheaper deal, which I don't think he will, yeah. I would be happy if he want. He wants like. He was he saying like Khalil Mack, yeah, oh like yeah. twenty one million dollars. And I, I'll tell you what, as a Niners fan, I look at if the, if the Seahawks signed him for that money, that's almost like that's that's a win for us. Yeah. Like is what you we look at the Rams did with Goff and Gurley. Like I mean, it might, it might tear apart their team, exactly. their dynasty. So yeah, I mean yeah, it, yeah. I just don't think it, I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, I I would I'm saying the Colts for Clowney. I, the Colts have a ton of cap room, so that's why mm-hmm. I think that if they're gonna make a run at it. Um, Connie would be a good guy to go to. Um, Tannehill, this is another one. It's really kind of <laughs> this is a domino effect. This is this is another piece in the Brady puzzle. If Brady goes to the Titans, um, there's a lot of places they could use Tannehill. Um, I personally think the Titans are going to tag Tannehill. Um, that kind of goes with my Brady prediction of not going to the Titans. Um, I think Eli also agreed with me. Yeah, I think. Brandon's, I'm not going to give it away, but I think Brandon's decision also makes a lot of sense too. So Brandon predicted, this is this is kind of what we were, we were, we were trying to, when we did our predictions, we were trying to like, okay, if this guy goes this way, mm. where do we think? So our predictions are all going to be different. Brandon, as a reminder, picked Brady to go to the Titans. So Brandon, what do you think is going to happen with Tannehill? Yeah, so with Brady going to the Titans, I had uh, Tannehill going to Chicago. And I, I look at Tannehill as a quarterback that's not going to cost them a lot. Like, I don't think he's going to demand a big deal. And I feel like for them... It, it it would spark it would spark something other Mitchell Trubisky and I feel like I feel like Chicago is a quarterback that can make throws away from being a really good team because mm-hmm. I mean they got weapons everywhere their defense is fantastic like yeah. 
Like, Chicago is a gold mine. It really is. But year in, year out, we see Mitchell Trubisky can't make throws. And I yeah. think the bottom line is they need a guy that did what Ryan Tannehill did for the Titans during the playoffs last year. I mean, he can make the throws when you need them, and he doesn't have to make a lot of them. And I feel like that, like him, them bringing Ryan Tannehill in is a win-win situation for them because either they, they get out of their whole situation with their fan base with Mitchell Trubisky and everything, or it sparks something under Mitchell Trubisky and he starts making plays and yeah. starts being the quarterback that they drafted him at number two spot that he is. Like, I think that it's a win-win situation for Chicago, and it's just it's just a matter of fact it's can they get the money for it because, I mean, having two quarterbacks that are okay on the roster like shouldn't kill you, but I think it'd be interesting. I think it it would it would it would do a lot for the Chicago fan base. Yeah. I think if they brought something in, someone in that can test him. And going off of that. Quick thing, my take, I think Chicago should go after Andy Dalton. Andy I, Dalton's I like my that boy. too. I like that too. My, my, my redhead boy. So that's that's my, I agree with you on it. I second that too. I think I think Chicago, period, needs to bring someone in. Yeah. I just chose Ryan Tannehill. So really should bring um, Really quick, Byron Jones, there's not a ton to talk about. He's probably the top cornerback on the market. I think the Seahawks should go after him. We need a cornerback. Brandon? I chose the Eagles just because the Eagles play the Cowboys twice a year and they've seen what he can do, and I think the Eagles need help in the secondary. Eli said? I said Raiders. I didn't know too much about Byron Jones, so I did yeah. a little bit of research, and it sounded like the Raiders needed a... Yeah. There's a lot of teams that need secondary help right now, yeah. especially the corner spot. I mean, yeah, there's um, highly demanded. Next guy, we only have two more. Sorry, we're trying to get this a little quicker. Antonio Brown, if it is able to come back, I think he is going wherever Brady goes. There's a lot of rumors that Brady texted Antonio Brown and said, hey, work on your game, stay clean, because you're going wherever I'm going. So that's my prediction, wherever Brady goes... Unless it's probably the Patriots. I don't think the Patriots take a chance on him. Mm-hmm. Brady goes somewhere. I think Antonio Brown's following him. Yep, and I like that prediction as well, but I'm going to go with the Steelers reunion because I think he's going to go back to the one place that could hold him down. Yep. So. Eli, <laughs> I was I just saw this. This is interesting. Yeah, I honestly, I I don't see him coming back. There was okay. a lot of... Yeah, that's... Yeah, I really, yeah, but if he did, I just put on yeah. Dolphins because I think it'd be so funny. If, they, <laughs> <I> <laughs> if, if you just really want to play in the NFL and if there was... I don't know if it would be the Dolphins, but if there was only one team that was like, hey, we'll pay you, like, is he going to say no? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dolphins would be a team. And so I just, I just put down Dolphins, but it's more like the idea where I don't think very many people would take him, and so, like, yeah, he might not have a lot of a choice. If he um, Brady's replacement, if he leaves... Is our last one. So this is if Brady leaves, where who's going to replace him? My prediction is Teddy Bridgewater. I think this one is probably the most logical. Um, I think the Belichick really tends to like a guy like this. Like this is kind of Bridgewater is has a ton of NFL experience. Um, I think it would be very interesting. This doesn't seem like the Saints are very high on keeping him. I thought when they got Bridgewater that he was going to be like Breeze's. Um, the, the Saints guy after Breeze left, but it seems like now it's Taysom Hill for whatever reason. I think Bridgewater would be a great replacement for Brady if he leaves. Eli. Um, this is another one similar to me, what you were saying, what your prediction. This is very similar to mine, like yeah, reasoning at least. Yeah, I said I said Andy Dalton. Um, he. So the, a lot of a lot of I don't know if you'd even call them rumors anymore, but it sounds like. Um, Joe Burrow is going to go to Cincinnati, and Andy Dalton um, might be out of a job. And I, I saw a report that Bill Belichick likes Andy Dalton's, quote, untapped potential, end quote. Yeah. Um, and so I think that'd be interesting because, yeah, he could be decent, and maybe they just... He's got some experience, too. Yeah, so. and he just might not be in the right team, but I think under Bill Belichick, um, and, I think yeah. he'd be pretty good, yeah. 
And then I'm going to go with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think this is a little different than my other picks. And I just think it's interesting just because there's a I lot of rumors wanted, going on. I there. just wanted Brandon to talk about this as yeah. a 29 Yeah, and I, and I think it's, it's interesting because uh, there's a lot of rumors going on about this Garoppolo and Brady trade. And that Belichick bring back Garoppolo, like people have said, the rumors like that he wanted to keep Garoppolo and let Brady walk. And so I think it'd be interesting. As an Irish fan, I mean, I mean, I don't like. It is what it is. I feel like like we have a backup in Nick Mullins that has a little bit of time, and I actually like like the way he plays. So getting rid of Garoppolo wouldn't be like the end of the world for me. And having Brady for a couple of years would be cool, but for sure. uh, it'd be interesting. But I want to talk about auto mention. I'm gonna say Jacoby Brissett if someone else goes I, to the Colts. Yeah, totally. And I think that that's a guy that's been in that been in that uh, that situation, that system for a while. And I think that that he would be a good guy to bring back for them, just for a short term. Even. I think the Colts could totally get Philip Rivers and draft a quarterback. Oh yeah, and have that 100%, be there. and then have Brissett let Brissett walk. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um, so those are our official free agency predictions. If they are right, we want all the credit. <laughs> If they are wrong, you are not allowed to hold us against them. <laughs> so, that's their, our official stance on preseason NFL free agency predictions. Okay. If they're right, we're definitely coming back to these. We're going to post it all over Instagram and say <laughs> how we were right. Yeah, um, yeah that's how it's going to go. Bachelor talk. We're going to go over this really quickly because we are going a little long. But And Bachelor talk was just the women tell all. Yeah, yeah I mean. The, well, there was a little bit right before. It, it, a little bit. And we'll talk about the beginning. So, they, I mean, they got to the road ceremony. And uh, Madison showed up, and yes. I mean, unpopular opinion, but she did. So yes. she showed up, and uh, she she accepted the rose. So she went against her word and said, she said she was wasn't going to accept it, but she did. And so we're down to the final two between her and Anna Ann. And Victoria left. Victoria's gone. Everybody gets some applause. So this makes for a good 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 episode coming up Monday and Tuesday. It's two of them finale, so should be a good time. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of rumors going around. I've I've been. It's really fun. I love the Bachelor community because I have so many friends that watch it, like my brothers and a lot of friends that watch it, and everyone sends stuff in group chats. Group chats go crazy with oh, all these rumors. <laughs> so there's Monday a ton of rumors. A party, man. Yeah, <laughs> ton of rumors going around. Everyone has their own prediction. Um, but, yeah, we're going to find out all of it Monday and Tuesday night. I think they're both two hours. It's going to be crazy. There's going to be a lot to talk about next week about it. Yeah, for sure. So, also, we're going to end it. We're going to end every segment, as we said last week, with our must-watch event of the week. Our must-watch event of this week, the Players' Championship. This is – I'm a big golf guy. We'll, be, we'll talk more golf as it comes in season. The Players' Championship is at TCP Sawgrass. A lot of people consider this the fifth major. It's kind of like this is a big golf tournament, um, the famous 17th hole. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this. It's like a over the water. It's a really pretty picture. Um it's yeah player championship a lot of people you know it's like oh you, in golf you keep track of your majors how many majors that's a big deal but people are like oh he's won five majors and a player's championship like this is a big one um unfortunately tiger woods is not playing in it mm-hmm. um that was big news he just Dang. came out yesterday which is for me i'm a big pro tiger guy i loved his comeback last year so it was a bummer to hear him say he says his back is not ready, which is a little <laughs> concerning considering we're about a month away from the Masters. I think that's what he's getting ready for. But, so. yeah, that's what we're hoping. I think, I think what his eyes, that's what his eyes are on. Yeah, we're, that's what we're going to just tell ourselves as Tiger fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, next Sunday is Selection Sunday, one of my favorite days oh, of the year. Yes. Everybody get your um, breath. That is when our next podcast is going to be. We have a guest for sure lined up my uncle tom um that's my middle name jack thomas named after uncle tom he's gonna be on we're gonna be filling out our brackets we're gonna be talking about that so our next podcast will be next 
Sunday afternoon night um, is when we're going to record it and get it out f before the brackets. We're also going to do a bracket challenge. Um, I'll set it up on ESPN. I'll post it online. You yeah. guys are free to join. Going out, guys. And we'll do a little contest for um, listeners of the game chat. Um, that'll be fun. And yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Again, I said at the beginning, um, it's this podcast. We we love doing it, and um, the the reason. I mean, we're gonna keep doing it. If people listen. So tell your friends. Keep listening because we really appreciate the support. All right, we will see you guys. Have a good week, guys. Now, yeah, Later. have a good week. Watch The Bachelor. Um, see you guys next Sunday.